On this episode of Neuromod Nerds, transcranial direct current stimulation as a treatment option for Pisa syndrome in Parkinson's disease patients, Abbott's new spinal cord stimulation device, and BCIs. What are they and why are they relevant today? Welcome to Neuromod Nerds, a podcast devoted to the current events, clinical trials, and new technologies within neuromodulation. My name is Matt Custodero, and I would appreciate your participation as I launch this project. If you have an interesting topic you would like me to discuss, or would potentially like to join the podcast yourself, I would love for you to email me at matt.custodero at gmail.com. That email will be in the description. I look forward to all the future collaboration from folks across the neuromodulation space. Now let's jump into it. I should note that all my sources are listed in the description in case you would like to dive further into the topics yourself. A new RCT out of Italy has outlined a new treatment option for Parkinson's patients with Pisa syndrome. Pisa syndrome is a reversible lateral bending of the trunk with a tendency to lean to one side. Pisa syndrome can have pharmacological or neurodegenerative origins unrelated to Parkinson's. However, many cases are idiopathic, and Parkinson's may be the most clinically relevant. Transcranial direct current stimulation, on the other hand, is a non-invasive neuromodulation therapy that uses anodes and cathodes to either excite or inhibit neuronal activity, respectively. TCDS as I'll be referring to it throughout the rest of this podcast, offers many other clinical applications outside of treating Pisa syndrome, including TBI, stroke, and more. In this study, 28 patients with both Pisa syndrome and Parkinson's disease were randomized to receive either the experimental TDCS stimulation or control sham stimulation, lasting four weeks with five daily sessions each lasting 20 minutes for both groups. The key data points that were recorded versus the control were overall trunk posture, lateral trunk inclination, total active range of motion, functional impedance measure, and lumbar pain intensity. A combination of cathodal and anodal stimulation demonstrated a statistically significant improvement among all endpoints mentioned at six months. The authors list sample size and the inherent adaptability of TDCS as limitations in the study. Regardless, TDCS's prominence within neuromodulation should continue to grow as more comprehensive research is performed with larger sample sizes. Now on to some exciting industry news. Abbott recently received FDA approval for their new spinal cord stimulator system. This system doubles down on their Burst DR waveform with a new derivative called Flex Burst 360, which allows them to differentiate themselves further in a historically competitive neuromodulation market. Abbott says this platform can help treat patients' prominent pain areas in up to six unique locations without the possible risk of overstimulation. This system will be non-rechargeable, with a predicted battery life of up to 10 years. 
Now I want to shift gears to the final topic of the day. We are still working out the kinks here at Neuromon Nerds and experimenting with different segments and material to present. This next topic will be slightly more educational, but will still have relevance to the current landscape of neuromodulation today. Brain-computer interfaces, or BCIs for short, are computer-based systems that allow users to control devices through bypassing conventional neuromuscular pathways. With approximately 100 billion neural connections, being able to interpret and understand the brain signals in real time is a major challenge for the engineers and researchers assigned to advancing this technology. While BCIs are not a new technology, the research has grown rapidly in recent years. Traditionally, BCIs work by EEGs receiving signals that are then processed and decoded by a computer software. However, medical technology company Synchron has recently announced the completion of the first human implant of a BCI in the U.S., eliminating the need for the aforementioned EEG. This implant is a part of the COMMAND trial, and the device has an IDE granted by the FDA. I would like to thank everyone for listening to today's inaugural episode of Neuromod Nerds. And like I said before, I would appreciate your participation and suggestions as I continue to make adjustments. I may start an interview series where I interview researchers and even providers that are seeing research data convert to real clinical outcomes. Until then, talk soon and take care.